is the Equity Experience Podcast, a space created for every educator or school leader who is authentically pursuing equity and inclusion in their classrooms and schools. I'm your host, Dr. Carla Manning, and I welcome you. Good day and welcome to another episode of the Equity Experience Podcast. Thank you for joining us on today. Thank you for spending your time. I am Dr. Carla Manning, CEO of the Equity Leadership Group. We are a consulting company working with teachers and school leaders to help them strengthen their DEI initiatives. And as a part of the work that we do, we have conversations with our clients, discussion groups, focus groups, breakout groups. And a question that came up that I thought was worth sharing definitely on this podcast is what happens when people do not show up to DEI trainings, right? And I thought that was a really good question. I came up with some answers like right on the spot. And I said, well, this would be a good conversation to have on a podcast because this is something that needs to be talked about, right? Sometimes a school district, a school or an organization or a company may have required professional development or some sort of professional learning or staff development expectations. And one of those focus areas of those professional developments may be diversity, equity, and inclusion. But what happens when people don't show up, right? My team and I, we worked with the school district last year, and, you know, this is a pretty large school district, and there was such a small percentage of teachers that actually showed up to the PD. And I'm willing to bet that because of the topic of the PD, which was becoming an anti-bias, anti-racist, culturally responsive educator, because of the topic of the PD, I'm sure that that may have had something to do with the fact that a lot of people did not show up. But what happens when people don't show up and how do people make sense of that? What can be done to encourage a higher attendance and higher participation in diversity, equity, and inclusion trainings, okay? So I have four suggestions or recommendations or strategies that you can think about and consider as you engage with people management, right? In terms of offering professional development for diversity, equity, and inclusion. So the first thing I would say is that first, I would like for you to recognize that this is actually a very common phenomenon, okay? So this is not just an isolated incident. This is not just something that happens within your district or organization. This is a very common phenomenon where people are not attending diversity, equity, and inclusion trainings and PDs and staff development workshops. So that's the first thing. And the reason why it's important to recognize that this is a common phenomenon is because I don't want you, and when I say you, I mean you in terms of you being a principal or a teacher or what have you, or someone who organizes PD, I don't want you to take it personal. So I don't want you to take it personal. It's not just like an attack on the work that you do or the work itself in terms of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And how I'm starting to look at this is to some degree, this is an aspect of human behavior, right? This is what happens when people are not ready to have certain conversations, when people are not ready to enter the growth zone, and when people are not ready to step outside of the comfort zone, what happens is that people will not attend, they won't show up, they won't participate, they won't engage, and essentially they will ghost the PD work, okay? So this is a common phenomenon. This is something that is not just isolated to your school or district or company. Number two, 
what happens when people are not showing up to DEI trainings? Call those people out. <laughs> okay, call them out. Let them know that there are people, let it be known that there are people, okay, now the extent to which we call them out can vary whether we actually want to use people's names and identify them. That might be, a, you know, I don't know. I can't say that that would be effective, but it may be effective just as well. In essence, I would suggest that you call them out for not attending and those who need to attend and have a direct conversation about what their absence means. Let them know. A big part of the work that we do as diversity, equity, and inclusion consultants is increasing awareness. That is a huge part of the work. People cannot make changes until they are aware of the changes that need to be made, until they are aware of problematic behaviors or actions. So call them out. Let them know that, hey, we have DEI trainings, we have professional development, and these workshops and trainings have been offered multiple times. And on multiple occasions, your attendance was not there. You were not there. And your absence has the following implications, okay? And likewise, with that, with number two, in terms of calling people out for not attending, I would encourage you to not just have a conversation about what their absence means, but also have a conversation about what their presence could mean if they attended the trainings. What would it mean if you did show up? Okay? So we don't want to just break the soil down. We also want to build the soil. We want to have the soil fertilized so that growth can happen. So we don't want to just call people out and we don't want to shame them. So I'm not encouraging shaming, okay? This is increasing awareness. This is identifying a problematic behavior, but I'm not condoning any sort of shaming or guilt trips. That's not what we're advocating for on this podcast. We can call people out and we can bring awareness to people without shaming them and without condemning them. And without, you know, running the guilt trip and all of that. But we can also let them know about what their presence could mean if they attended, if they were to show up. Okay. Number three, and this is right alongside, this is really a continuation of that last aspect in terms of what their presence could mean. And the third recommendation I would have is to encourage mindset shifts for your team or for your staff. Encourage people to have an open mind and to develop new ways of thinking. And what that means is, for example, diversity, equity, and inclusion trainings are not just for people of color. And that's what happens a lot. Even for me, I'm a consultant, but I'm also like a facilitator. I work with other consultants and they may bring me on as an independent contractor. And I see it like, okay, it's a lot of black people here. Good. A lot of, you know, Latino people, Indian people. That's feeling good. Where the white folks at? Right. And oftentimes, you know, I would like to see a more balanced representation. And I say all of that with love. But I say that to say that DEI trainings are not just for people of color. They are not just for people who have been minoritized or people who have been oppressed or marginalized in some sort of way. It's not just for the oppressed and for the marginalized. It's for everybody. White people, heterosexuals, able-bodied people, men white men, (laughs) right? And so going back to number two, in terms of calling people out who don't attend the trainings and what their absence means, 
And then to also talk about what their presence could mean. That's what I'm saying. We can have a conversation about what does it mean when white men are showing up to diversity, equity, and inclusion trainings, where previously there may have been a larger percentage of people of color or a larger percentage of LGBTQ folks. But for there to be a shift in the demographics of the people who attend the trainings and to start seeing more white men, and that can make a huge impact. That can make a huge difference in how relationships can be built within the company or organization. So number three, encourage mindset shifts. DEI trainers are not just the people of color. They are for really everyone. And then I would also say within that aspect, encourage people to be transparent about why they were absent right? And what sort of mindset shifts need to happen in order for that person to start having the courage and the tenacity to start attending the trainings? See, diversity, equity, and inclusion work is very psychological. I'm starting to see. (laughs) I was having a conversation with someone about a week or so ago, and he's a DEI coordinator for like a healthcare company. And he was telling me that his background is like organizational psychology or industrial psychology or something he said. And I told him, I said, that's huge for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And he started to explain to me about how he's using his knowledge within organizational or industrial psych to help him in his role as a DEI coordinator. Because, and I bring up psychology to also imply that there's a lot of mental work that needs to happen, as well as a lot of emotional work that needs to happen. And see, that could be a reason as to why people are not showing up to the trainings. Because those folks who are not attending, they may not be ready to do that work. They're just not ready. They're just not ready. They don't have the desire. They don't have the passion. They don't have the interest. They don't have the willingness. And so the question then becomes, okay, how can we cultivate that, right? And that is like the golden question. (laughs) That is the golden question. It's the same aspect as to, you know, okay, there's an alcoholic in the family. And what's stopping him from going to the AA meetings? Because for that person to attend the AA meetings, that person knows that there is a certain level of honesty that needs to happen, within themselves in order for them to show up fully at those AA meetings. And until they are willing to be honest with themselves, they're just not going to do that work. They're not going to go to those AA meetings. Now, I'm not comparing alcoholism to DEI. I'm not trying to do that, but I'm just trying to say the capacity to which people are willing to show up to make change and engage in change and engage in transformation. If people are not willing to do that, then they're just not going to show up. They're not going to participate. They're not going to do the work. So, of course, a part of being a consultant, diversity, equity, inclusion consultant, that's a part of what we do. We're trying to engage. We're trying to create space so that people can show up and engage in a way that allows them to start being honest with themselves. Start being honest about your thoughts and perceptions and beliefs about race, about culture, about diversity, about identity, et cetera, et cetera. That's what we're doing. But that requires personal responsibility from that individual. So if they're not willing to show up, it's nothing that we can do. (laughs) Because we're not in the business of forcing people. Diversity, equity, and inclusion should not be forced. If it has to be forced within the district, a school, or organization, 
that's going to cause some tension. That's going to create some problems. It is. So there has to be willingness. There has to be a willingness to be responsible and accountable when doing the work. Now, again, how can we encourage people to be accountable and to be willing to do the work? I'm kind of still figuring that out too. (laughs) But the only thing that I can say is that it's a personal choice that a person has to be willing to make on their own. They cannot be forced to do that. And that's why I said in number two, in terms of calling people out, you're not shaming people. It's not confronting them. This is not an antagonistic conversation. And it should not be done in that way. And that's not what we're advocating for. We want people to be aware. We want people to be open to new ways of thinking without shame, without confrontation, without antagonism. Okay. All right. And lastly, now this may take some time and this may not even be applicable to every organization, but I got to say it. What happens when certain people don't show up to DEI trainings? Well, then number four, align DEI trainings to employee evaluations and performance assessments. Make it a mandate. Make it a requirement in order for them to be promoted, in order for them to receive some sort of a tenure, in order for them to receive a high or positive evaluation or uh, annual review or whatever language may be used. Make it a part of their assessment. Make it a requirement. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Now, that may have to go through HR. That may have to go through, you know, the upper echelons, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I don't know all of the specifics, but that can be another way, another strategy that can be used. Now, that's, you know, a little bit more restrictive. That is a little bit more of a, like a... (laughs) that's getting tight with it, (laughs) right? So that's kind of taking it to another level. I will admit that, but it is a strategy that can be used, all right? So just to recap, what happens when people do not show up to DEI trainings? Number one, I would encourage you to recognize that this is a common phenomenon. Do not take it personal. This is something that happens. It's happening all across the country in every school district, classroom, well, not classroom, but every school district or organization or company. Okay, this is a common phenomenon. Number two, we can call people out who do not attend and have a direct conversation about what their absence means and what their presence could mean if they started to attend. And we want to have the conversation in a way that does not place blame on people. We want to have a conversation in a way that is not confrontational and in a way that encourages people to feel empowered to start attending the DEI trainings and not resentful. So we want that conversation to end in a way where that person now is at least more open to thinking about attending if they just flat out don't start attending, right? So we want them to attend after the trainings, (laughs) but we don't want them to feel forced or we don't want them to feel, you know, like there's going to be some consequences or something to that degree if they don't attend. All right. Number three, we want to encourage mindset shifts. Okay, and let people know that DEI trainings are for everyone and everyone has a responsibility to do the work, not just certain groups of people. And alongside that, we can encourage people to be transparent about why they have been absent and encourage reflective thinking in terms of them thinking about why they haven't been attending and what could it mean for them to start attending. We want to have deeper conversations with them. And then lastly, align DEI trainings to employee evaluations and performance assessments. 
which may require some interdepartmental work. Okay. So I hope this has been helpful. You know, when my team and I, when we do these work, when we have these conversations, we're showing up authentically. We're showing up within our full selves. And we're hoping that our clients are doing the same thing because that's how the transformation happens. But you have to show up first. (laughs) You got to show up first. So I'm glad that this question was asked, what happens when people don't show up? Because it is a common phenomenon and we want people to show up to the DEI trainings. We want people to be actively engaged in the work of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we want full buy-in, right? We don't want just some people or the same people or certain groups of people. We want everyone to see the necessity of how diversity, equity, and inclusion can positively impact and enhance their company or organization. So thank you for listening to the Equity Experience podcast. Y'all know I have been the hostess with the mostest on this show today. I thank you for spending time with me. And I hope that this information has been helpful. You know, it's my hope that if this situation applies to you, that you can take this information, you can take these ideas back to your colleagues, your partners, your superiors, and start to strategize on changes that can be made, right? so that people can start attending these trainings. So we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Be sure to check us out at equityleadershipgroup.com. And if you're interested, of course, you can always schedule a complimentary consultation with me. And I'm happy to have a conversation with you about how the Equity Leadership Group can partner and offer our services to help address your needs and goals regarding the work of diversity, equity, and inclusion. So thank you for being on this podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Take care of yourselves. Be loved, be blessed, and be well. And until next time, I love you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.